Following Christ in 2021 is not for the faint of heart. Striving to be a kingdom man isn't about packing up and taking a vacation. It's about getting your mind right, your gear packed, and heading into war. It's more important now than ever before to stand up for what's right and just in the eyes of the Lord and seek His truth. This ain't a cruise ship, fellas. It's a battleship. So buckle up and get ready for the truth, the uncomfortable truth. Welcome back to the show. We are so glad to have you. You ready? Let me clear my throat before this comes out. There once was a man with a big fat belly. It wiggled around like mama lake jelly. Took me a while to catch what it said because I had to match the rhythm of his belly with my head. Jesus saves is what he waved in a typical tattoo green. He strolled on the block in the middle of the city and he claimed he had a friend. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if if you're big and uh, walking around in the city... With your belly hanging out, that'd be a little bit uncomfortable. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Truth. Today is Sean, and Brandon is going to open us up in prayer. I just had a flashback to teen camp. Remember, <laughs> in a row. And like da- daily life with talk, your little baby. brother, yes, right? Yes, and that. that no, we definitely need to go to prayer. <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, Lord, and uh, we just thank you for your never-ending grace that you supply to us, Lord. Lord, thank you that you love sinners like us, and you actually designed it in that way where we can choose you over and over again, and we can ask for forgiveness when we (laughs) undoubtedly uh, get off path, Lord. Lord, thank you for these men that are sitting here. Thank you for the uh, cool opportunities that uh, we get to have uh, and the blessings that we can't see that uh, we know that you're already working on and the roadblocks along the way that uh, we may get discouraged by that are all part of your plan, Lord. Lord, help us to be gracious and humble in your will and your word. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Shane, that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody do anything like that. Um, If you you, aren't awake, you're awake. (laughs) You've heard uh, the original guy do it before, I'm sure, quite a bit. That was hilarious, man. Did you look at me? I didn't even flinch. <laughs> He's probably over there shaking his my head. Whole life. I had my eyes closed because I didn't want to see any reactions yeah, in here. I was watching Obi over there giggling out of his clothes. Obi had a warning. He's the only one. <laughs> Hilarious, man. Hilarious. Yeah. No pressure, hey, Sean. I was, I, not only was it funny, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, not you too know? bad. I mean, not too bad at all. For, well, uh, that was awesome. It, Just the, so the viewers know. Listeners, we don't have viewers yet. We will at some point. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about possibly auditioning for American Idol right before <laughs> no doubt. that yeah. came on. Should I just give that story real quick? Yeah, I, yeah, think, I, think, I think you should think let you them should. know that it's something you've been considering. We were, um, my family and I were sitting watching American Idol the other night, and I asked my oldest daughter, she's 11, 12, sorry, Miller, if you're listening. She, I asked her, I said, do you envision when you see somebody walk up and, and try out in front of those judges, like do you, in all the hoopla and everything that's going on, do you envision yourself there? She said, no. I asked my middle son, do you? No. My youngest son, no. I asked my wife, do you do that? She said, no. Dad, Gemma, I'm the only one. <laughs> There's a little window into our entire childhood together. Yeah. All right, Sean, it's all you, brother. Well, for those uh, listeners who don't know, we uh, pass the subject around each week. And uh, this week, my subject is misplaced ambition. 
And um, so I took a story um, out of Genesis 11 regarding the uh, Tower of uh, Babylon. And um, the Babylonian, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Babylonians were driven by improper ambition to create a tower that would reach the heavens and make a name for themselves. Um, their temptation to do so still plagues humankind today with all the different languages. And um, many of us have the strong desire to achieve something great. And this usually requires determination and hard work. So perhaps you want to build a business, sell a... Um, write a best-selling book, become famous, Shane. <laughs> um, play professional Maybe. sports, or it could be something as silly as get a million likes on social media. My question to you guys is, where does your ambition come from? And is it for your glory or God's glory? Good stuff. Very good stuff. So this hit me right square in the eyes. And, uh, you know, so, and, and like I think many of us um, are guilty, you know, guilty of um, misplaced ambition. So I thought it was a cool subject. I think well, it's a great subject. Sean, where, did, where does your um, ambition, where do you feel like your uh, desire to accomplish whatever your goals are comes from? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, up until about the age of a 30, I'm 43 years old, and up until about the age of 38, um, it was for my glory. And uh, look at what I have, and look at my stuff. And, um, you know, uh, probably about the age of 38, I just realized how silly and stupid and um, how selfish, you know, that, that was. Um, and, uh, you know, God, he gave me the gift of life, and... Uh, and he sent his only son to die on the cross for my sins. And, you know, uh, why wouldn't we give him all the glory for anything and everything? I mean, if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be here, right? Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I really did a refocus and uh, just kind of rededicated my life um, in my late 30s. And um, so I, I know it's all for his glory now. And... Uh, that's where my drive comes from. That's awesome. Um, I think we talked about this a lot. You mm -hmm. know, I feel like we talked about this a lot. Most of our uh, adult lives, you know, just thinking about what makes us who we are, uh, what makes us different than the, you know, regular guy walking down the street, you know, and, uh, I mean, that's what we are. I mean, we're regular guys who walk up and down the street all the time. But, you know, I mean, what makes us uh, strive for success, for greatness, um, you know, I think a lot of it uh, we've talked about goes back to our childhood, the the work ethic, the uh, desire to set ourselves apart that maybe our parents put into us, maybe our coaches put into us. Um, you know, so I definitely attribute a lot of – my uh, ambition to s my coaches, mm -hmm. my dad. You know, I, I always use the uh, the saying when I'm talking to prospective agents or 
um, when I'm talking, you know, mentoring, um, maybe some, a group of agents or, you know, anyone. And, you know, I'll talk about how our dad, he used to always tell us we're never going to be the best looking and we're never going to be the smartest, but we're always going to outwork them. And uh, I just I kind of think we're the best looking. Yeah, I was waiting for that. (laughs) You know, did you look in the mirror? Did you look in the mirror this morning? (laughs) Hopefully, our wives think that. Yeah, that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. So it it, uh, that has stuck with me. So I mean, whenever you ask that question, it made me think about the things that have molded me from childhood to now into who I am, you know, just like you, um, my ambitions were self glorification, you know, into my, into adulthood, into, um, you know, why over the last 10 years, you know, I feel like that my focus has, uh, finally gotten onto the, the right tracks, you know, over the course of the last year, year and a half, but, it got me to thinking just what made me who I am um, and, and why I strive for, uh, for greatness, you know, in, in whatever I'm doing, no matter what it is. If I'm playing a game of ping pong <laughs> or why, he's good at ping pong. Yeah, why? why? Of why? course he brought ping pong up. You, you know, know why? Because, because he smoked every right. one of us. Yeah, all of us. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well, again, it's it's just one of those things that that no matter what you're doing, you wanna you wanna be the best at. No doubt. You know? And and uh, I'm not playing you anymore because I can't be the best at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you're never gonna be the best if you can't beat the best. That's right. <laughs> Good point. So, Good point. So you're gonna I'm, take. I'm second. at a ping pong table today. <laughs> You guys, next time we meet, you will see a ping pong table where this podcast room sits. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like um, most of the guys that are on the other end of these microphones don't like to lose either. That's exactly. (laughs) I think that's a common theme Mm -hmm. we have in this room. But those are the things that I think about, um, you know, when I think about what's what's molded me, what's created me, uh, what is you know, made me think and do the things that I've done up to this point in my life. You know, for when I hear the word ambition being, you know, where sports played a huge role in my life all the way through college, it ambition is really that underlying tone that you see in actions. You know, you see that tenacity. Um, in baseball, I'm always drawn to that little five foot seven guy that shouldn't be on the field. Now I'm six four, okay, but it just catches my eye because I think baseball is one of the few basketball you can get by with that with point guard, but it's one of the few sports where literally you could be five seven, 135 pounds soaking wet, and you can still do amazing things on a baseball field that people couldn't believe. I mean, pro example would be Jose Altuve. I was about to say, yeah, Altuve. And he ain't five seven. Um, Mookie Betts Mookie is pretty Betts pretty is small not, too. Yep, yep. Incredible ball player. Yep. So what I do anytime a topic gets brought up is I go and I say, you know, work ethic, ambition, and see what Bible verses connect to that because it really helps bring me into focus. And I think it's like a teeter tot in my mind when I'm getting away from what the Lord wants me to be doing, and I start going down a slippery slope of ambition which brings us to what the world sees and what Satan wants us to think is, is success uh, from our ambition. 
But here's where I've kind of come in the past couple of years, uh, and I'll read this verse first that I really like. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for man. So Colossians three twenty three. Did you? Yep. Yeah. Boy. That's a. He did that off the cuff. Our com. Well, I memorized that verse a long time ago because I wanted it to represent what our company does. Um, it's kind of our our company verse. I got to tell y'all that was not scripted. I had nice. no clue. I really didn't. <laughs> Um, when I read that verse, and there's many verses in the Bible that say something like that. To me, that's telling me it's good to work hard. As a man, we're providers. We're supposed to be ambitious, I think. And I think the Bible says that. The kicker is, is as I'm being ambitious, who am I glorifying? Exactly. And, and it just get, it, it brings it down to that brass tacks of a level that keeps me in the right frame of mind. And then that's why I sit here with guys like you. I mean, I need these three guys to tell me, look, you got your head up your butt. This is not about the Lord. This is about you. And I need to be able to recognize that also in my walk with Jesus every day. So I love ambition as long as it's pointed in the right direction. Yeah, I think misplaced ambition is selfish ambition. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're not reevaluating ourselves daily, because that's what it takes to understand if we're getting off that path, like Brandon says, then we will get off that path because our brains, I believe that most of us, especially in this room and a lot of you guys out there listening, you you probably, you might be pretty self-motivated. And if you're self-motivated, you can get, you're probably, you're ambitious already and you can get um, in this headspace, in this rut where you just do things and you do them because you know you need to do them. You're not trying to be selfish. You're not trying to hurt anybody. You're just, you, you get in a rut and you do what you do. You grow your business or you grow your company or you, you work hard. And, and we do those things sometimes without even thinking. And we just have to be aware of where we're going and why. Let's, let's flip the script a second. <clears throat> All four of us, what drew us together was ambition. Okay. And that has been directed towards the Lord, hopefully more than not. But let's go to that uh, listener that's just starting out or hasn't found that ambition yet, okay? And what are some thoughts that y'all have on that? I can relate a lot to not having ambition. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> that's from way back in the day when it he is, was it young. Is. And I, it is. It used to listen, drive me crazy. Oh, it did, and it, it killed him, and I, I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I didn't care. My, my ambition... Um, when it came to sports when I was younger was to go out and have a good time. I didn't care if you, anybody else was having a good time. I didn't care. I just, I just played and had a good time. I didn't really have ambition as I got older in high school. I still didn't have a lot of great ambition. I knew what I had to do to be successful on the team that I was on. And that's about what I did. Um, as I've gotten older in life, those things have changed drastically. So, not having a lot of ambition, I did have an example in my brother who was, like, busting his butt every day to get better at the sport he was getting at. And I was forced to be around him <laughs> and see that force. Yeah, if I could have moved out at age 12, I'd have been gone, guys. <laughs> but I, fortunately enough, I was forced to see that. And it, uh, as I got older it began to get under my skin a little bit 
because I knew that I could be something better, but I wasn't willing to put in the time and the effort to be better at that sport uh, than he was because I had such a far, long way to go. So what I would say, we talked about mentors mm-hmm. last week or a couple weeks ago. I would say if you're lacking ambition in the areas that you need ambition the most, get some help. Right. I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, we talk about just not having ambition, and then we talk about misplaced ambition. Um, I I think about the way that the world views ambition and the way that I think about the way that society, America, you know, the American dream. I think about all of the things that are literally designed in our world to make you feel like you should receive the glory for whatever it is that you've accomplished. Um, you know, so it's, it's so easy, especially if you feel like you are the reason for that success. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know Jesus and you don't understand the way that he created us and what he's done for us and you don't understand that we have a Savior who has allowed us and set up the path you know, for us to accomplish the things that we've accomplished in our life, then it's super easy to misplace your ambition. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you can't, it's almost like, you can't um, be upset with the person, you know. I mean, they're they're they think that they did it all, you know. I mean, and and in their minds, they don't know any better, you know. So I think it's all the more important for us to continue um, expressing and explaining and just encouraging uh, men to seek Christ, so that ultimately they can receive the peace and the joy that they, I guarantee you, are not getting. (laughs) They're not getting it because it's impossible. It's impossible to focus on the things. I mean, it's clearly stated in the Bible, and we're going to talk about it in another podcast, but it's clearly stated in the Bible that when, when our minds aren't focused on him that and they're focused on, on the things of the world, that that's that's where our heart is Mm -hmm. and and so that's you know when talk just back to misplaced ambition uh we've got to get the word out we've got we've got to let these these folks know um that are touting themselves and thinking that they've accomplished all these things we've got to let them know that that there's a reason that god allowed them to to do these things and that's to glorify him and glorify him in a big way. And once you do that, you're going to find that joy that you've been searching for all along. You've made all this money. You've had all this success and all of a sudden, for some reason you feel this emptiness. Why is it there? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I've been there, I've been there. And, and so it's, it's, uh, it's such a, it's just such a refreshing thing to finally find it. No doubt. You know, it's uh, it makes me think about celebrities, you know, and, and how they've strived to, for this fame and stardom, you know, their entire life. And I feel like that a lot of them miss the mark um, because they're so self-glorified. And, and, 
and, um, you know, um, just glorified by the world. And, and I don't know, you know, it's just, uh, I, I think it's super sad. And I, I bet you that they probably feel the emptiest inside, uh, you know, whenever it comes to, wow, why, what, what was my why to get to where I am? And where, uh, where am I going with this? You know, that hurts my heart so, so much because we know that, you, you know, celebrities struggle um, because there's such a big spotlight on them and they, they can't hold up to the one and only true savior, but yep. the platform that they have, and some of them do, there are quite a few that, that are glorifying the Lord in their process, but it just, it hurts my heart that they don't, a lot of them don't know Jesus. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah, I just had a thought as we were talking through that. You know, it it still comes back to knowing Jesus, always. And, you know, like we've said before, we were fortunate to grow up in homes where knowing Jesus was a priority, okay? Whether we wanted to go to church or not, or whether we wanted to hear about the Word or not. But if you break it down real simply, every moment of our day is an opportunity to praise Jesus, the ability to walk, the ability to breathe, the ability to swallow, the ability to do anything was provided to us because of him. So if we know him, we don't have an excuse, fellas. Right. We don't. For the non-believer, I think that's where how we witness or cast seeds comes into play. You know, because you're not going to tell somebody they need Jesus before you show them who Jesus is. For most people, you know, it's going to be what they see. We've talked about that before, too. Right, for sure. So that our job is to um, cast seeds. If we're if we're not ca- if we're not doing that well, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, I'm a Christian. We in this room are Christian. If we're not casting seeds, if we're not trying to be ambitious for Jesus, then who else is going to do it? Like, we have to lead others to Jesus, and that's our casting seeds a lot of times by our actions. Yeah, I always say I always say that, you know, we don't save people, you know, and, and I used to think that in my mind I did, like that burden was on me. And when that mental shift, and it didn't happen, but, <laughs> you know, four or five years ago at the most, probably three or four years ago, when that mental shift occurred that the pressure's not on me. There's that ambition again. You know, if I know what I know, I'm ambitious and I want to save people. Well, that's not my job. You know, if you want to break it down to job thinking and job mentality, it's my job to be right with Jesus and cast as many seeds as possible. The only way I can do that is to be ambitious in his will. And, you know, Sean and I have talked about this a lot. We've all talked about this a lot. I Let me just lay it out there. I like driving a nice truck. I like it a lot. I think the thing that always brings me back full circle is is if the good Lord decided that I didn't need to have that truck for whatever reason he wanted me to learn it for, would I still be content in praising him? I'm a, Amen. Um, I'm getting something from the Lord right now. He says, uh, Brandon, let your little brother have your truck and continue to pay for it. 
<laughs> I'm, so, I'm not on the same frequency. <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh, gosh. I was the, Sean, me too. I was like, oh, no, the podcast has just ended for good. <laughs> If you got listen, if you guys have listened to any of these, you know um, I'm a little bit eccentric. <laughs> Can you say "little bit" and "eccentric" in the same sentence? <laughs> do those two things go together? I don't know if they do or not. Sean, I'm a, what for you? What keeps you on the path of being ambitious and in His will? Because it's a balance. I mean, oh yeah, you know, like oh, you just started no, off with, no doubt about it. Um, that's a good question, man. You know, uh, I, I've always, um, every morning when I wake up, you know, the first thing I do is, um, I pray. And then, um, actually this morning, normally I'll do a devotional, but this morning I was actually working on, uh, this subject and, uh, you know, just talking about, uh, for, for the podcast here. But, you know, I, I think just staying plugged in, uh, from a, uh, a day-to-day, having, having my routine that starts with God every day and understanding that's where it all starts and ends. And so every day um, I start with prayer, and every night I end with prayer. Uh, you know, just um, I'm thanking him for the day that I had, uh, you know, at night and uh, praying with my wife at night. And then in the morning, uh, she's usually asleep, so I'm praying by myself in the morning. <laughs> so I, I feel like, I feel like that there's no question that you're giving God the glory for 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 the things that you're able to accomplish and for sure. the, for the um, just for everything that all the blessings that you have in your life. But what drives you? What what is, what is the driver? I think I think we got to say this. Okay. Yeah. You, let's you guys, get it out there. You guys don't know Sean the way we know Sean, and I've only known Sean for a short period of time compared to Obi, obviously. But the dude, when you look up the word ambitious. Or ambition, I see Sean in the dictionary. Yeah, absolutely. Before I even knew Sean, I I knew he was a hustler. I knew of Sean. I knew of that how dude. How hard he worked. Yes, because of how hard he worked yep. and, and people that had worked with him and um, how they would talk about him and just the guy's a, he's a mover. He's a shaker. He pushes he pushes us in this room uh, for our walk with the Lord and and to continue like getting better at this this podcast. He's always pushing, sure. pushing, and moving. Yeah, so that's that's what I, I I mean I think I know, because I love you and I've been next to you for thirty six years, even though I couldn't think in probably the first or second yeah. years, but uh, <laughs> I, I I do feel like I know, but I would love for the listeners and, and and everyone to just understand what drives different people. I think it's a little bit different for all of us, but. I, I don't I, I feel like that we're all uh, striving uh sure we get off path we're human that's why Shane said earlier in the podcast that we've got to uh start over every day mm-hmm. you know asking for the Lord to intervene uh in our in our uh sometimes worldly ambition and and make it about him so sure I know that but what what pushes you to get up and grind every day? You know, um, if if we're just being completely honest, <laughs> yeah, we are, sir. Yeah. We are. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't think this question was going to come up today. Listen, I, Sean and <laughs> I are, are holding hands right now, giving him support. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, 
You know, whenever I was um, growing up, um, uh, man, I was a little guy. You know, um, I, and and whenever you know, I think about like seventh, eighth, ninth grade, tenth grade, I got picked on a lot. And um, you know, I was uh, five foot three, ninety nine pounds my freshman year. Right now, um, I'm I'm six two and uh, two hundred pounds. And uh, anyway, I kind of felt Looks like like a Greek guy yeah. <laughs> built like a brick house. Tell him that. I've yeah. seen him without a shirt off. Uh, hilarious. I was, I was, when Sean's around, I swim with my shirt on. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Been so doing it for 36 years. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, y'all are hilarious, man. Um, you know, and um, I, I, I guess that I, I feel like that for the longest time, I felt like I had something to prove, you know, like uh, the naysayers, the, you know, the people who, who picked on me and, I've listened to some high achievers, and, and they talk about um, the value of bullying. And uh, uh, now, I, I am not condoning bullying. I think it's wrong in every sense of the word. However, uh, for me personally, uh, for me personally, it it drove me to a um, probably to another level uh, that um, I, it's hard for me to explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the longest time, I was trying to prove people wrong. Um, but as I've gotten older, and you know, like I said, 36, 37, 38 years old, uh, I started f- realizing it's not for my glory, it's for God's glory. And, um, but it had a lot to do with my childhood. Um, and also, uh, not to mention, um, now I don't want to take anything away from my parents because my mom and dad are awesome. Um, they're truly awesome and they're very special, God fearing people uh, who worked hard. Um, but, um, I remember my parents fighting over money whenever I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, really, really young, uh, not not really uh, any time recently. But um, and I always remember thinking, you know what, I'm I'm gonna um, I'm gonna make more money. Uh, I want to make more money than that because I don't want to fight like that. And uh, I'm not saying my wife and <laughs> I've never fought over money. Right. However, um, you know, I think the combination of the two really has a lot to do with my ambition um, yeah. because. Uh, you know, um, there's this uh, movie called The Cinderella Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever seen it. But um, yep. it he's a fighter during the Great Depression. And um, he's going and he's trying to work every day. And he, he finally comes to terms that he's going to have to fight to make money. And um, he wins every time. And just there's this one time in the movie where um, the, uh, the guy asks him where, where his ambition it comes from. And he says, milk. Oh. And he's talking about milk for his kids. And uh, that really resonated with me. For sure. Because um, uh, I, I don't think, uh, I mean, I may be wrong. I've made a lot of terrible decisions in my life, but I've made a lot of good ones too. Um, by the grace of God, the good outweighed the bad. But I don't think there's anybody, I don't feel like there's too many people that have as much drive as I do. Yeah, um, I would agree. Uh, drive and ambition. And I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I give all the glory and praise to God for anything and everything because I know it's all His. You do, and 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 uh, I felt that, like it was important to to talk about that, and I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but just kind of rounding it out because I know we're running out of time. I think that there's a lot of uh, men, women, you know, that that have that ambition that don't. Um, that haven't figured out how to channel it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I feel like that, um, 
it's easy when you have you, you have your your ambition's been created from those things to get to a point in your life where you truly feel like you are the one who accomplished all of it. And I th- I think that it's uh it's it's awesome to see your journey and how you have um accomplished these things and and you have figured out that you know your your ambition the the things that you were desiring in your life were never going to be fulfilled if you continue down that path of self glorification which is what you were on it's what we've all been on at sure. some point and so you, I agree. you figured out that that you were going to continue to have an empty spirit and so i just thought it was important to you know explain to our listeners that you found the light you know, yeah, you, you found tough. a lot. You figured out where your peace Amen. and your joy comes from. So uh, I think it's super cool. Sean, uh, I just want to thank you for opening up a little bit. Oh, and, no. and like go like getting personal like that, um, you know, sometimes we dive into that and sometimes we don't. But I know that that meant something to me. And I know somebody, I know there's somebody out there that that resonates with. And what God, I mean, what the devil meant for evil in your life, God turned for good. Amen. 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 Um, so as far as the takeaway for today, um, let's never forget that the Lord, our God gave us the gift of life and he sent his son to die for us. He calls us to do mighty things for his glory, not ours. Amen. And that came, uh, that initially started, we were talking about Genesis 11, uh, the tower of Babylon. Guys, we want to thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions or any topics or anything that you need prayer for, feel free to shoot us an email at realuncomfortabletruth at gmail.com. Go out and kick the day in the face, Bam. and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>